0: it. Pod for the week I am getting this ahead I, I don't know if this is going to make episode 10 Or 11 or whatever You kind of lose track after a while You're just trying to get into the uh, Central recording booth Which I mean there's no booth here It's literally a room uh, There's a big wooden desk There's uh, reloading supplies There's a safe There's a skull in here hey, A oh, Your man cave kind of ordeal of a place here And Today, I don't really have, I guess, a sound example, a sound topic, a sound anything going into this other than just what I want to talk about. And it's something that I find that is really – it's a whole different style. So I've told you guys my essential past and career background is – I majored and I graduated with my bachelor's in professional writing, which is an English degree, and minored in sports management. So how, so I've been through a lot of English classes, right? I've been through a lot of creative writing classes. I've been through some professional writing classes, how to make professional documents, as resumes, uh, white papers cover letters, like your your stuff that you use to get hired and stuff that you would use in the workplace to further your company in regards to funding, promotional. I actually know how to build websites, uh, HTML code and CSS. A whole bunch of nerd stuff, right? And I really honestly, if I, I was being quite frank with you, sitting down and just writing creatively is one of my favorite things to do. And one of my favorite genres to write about is country set stuff like in Western times, kind of like how you would think of like Marty Robbins with his uh Western songs. That's one of my favorite escape to things to do whenever I'm having a bad day. It may not even be necessarily I go into that specific genre and write I'll just write about a character and then kind of build the world around that specific character sometimes it may be a western sometimes it might be in the smoky bar room of Seattle or something you know it's just one of those things where I sit down and I just pick up the essential pen which is the the keys on you know computer and just get drafting and keep, just go writing and lose myself in that writing, right? So, this begs the question to me is songwriting, right? It's a whole different art because you can't just sit there and be like, alright, I'm going to just start writing words on this page and these dollars worth of uh, albums and stuff and everything. You can't sit down and do that, right? There are a a lot of amazing songwriters out there like for you know there's i could list off millions like for instance chris stapleton you would think of him as just a great singer in general right he wrote a lot of songs a ton of songs very famous songs like i mentioned to you before that luke bryan sang the single drink a beer right i absolutely love that song And it stands out when it comes to Luke Bryan's catalog. Because everything that he sings and writes isn't necessarily, you know, country. But that just stands out. It's his own thing, right? And you're like, how does this fit in Luke Bryan's catalog? How did he write this? Well, that's the thing. He didn't write it. Chris Stapleton wrote it. Chris Stapleton's wrote so many songs for so many people, you can tell the difference. You can tell the difference in good songwriting versus bad songwriting. There is writing a song for the elements of country music, the true, you know, there's writing it for that, and the thing for sellability, for it to be popular, for it to be a good seller, right? That's why songwriting is an art to me, and an art that's not often discussed enough. So, that brings up the question, and I am not a songwriter. I've sat down and wrote lyrics for a song before, and honestly, I got done with it. I like the premise of the song. It sums up how I feel. It's got good words, it's got a little bit of like a melody to it, you know, the words rhyme they have. That's not even one fourth of the puzzle because then you have to add instrumentals that match that. You gotta look at sheet music, make your sheet music, find the tempo, find the rhythm, find the tone, find the mood. There's so much that you have to find when it comes to writing a song. Any fool can write a couple of words, make them rhyme on a sheet of paper. It takes an artist to blend it all together to make a finished product. And that's one thing that I think that is overlooked when it comes to music in general. I'm not just talking about country music. I am talking about music. There's a reason why... There are bands that make it, and there's bands that don't make it. There's singers that make it, and the singers that don't make it, right? And there's a whole bunch of elements in those. And there's people out there that should be making it that are not making it. And hence, the whole freaking origin story of the podcast, like what what we're here for. We're here to push the ones that should be pushed and explain why they should be pushed. But it's still... If you are a strong songwriter, if you know what you are doing, that is a whole different art compared to producing and singing the songs. Like, it's its own thing. I can sit here and write a song, sing it, not be worth a absolute crap. It may be the worst thing because I don't have music to go along with it, so I can't match my voice for the tempo. I can't do anything with it. I don't have any instrumentals to sing along to because, honestly, I'll be the first one to admit, right, when I'm in my car, when I'm driving to work, when I'm coming back from work, if I'm driving to the gas station, if I'm driving anywhere, I'm listening to music. I listen to podcasts every once in a while, but... Majority of the time, I'm listening to music, and if we are in a car together, I am singing full-on karaoke. I'll, I'll talk to you, but once there's that, like, minute or two of just dead space, I'm turning the music up, and I'm just singing, and I'm not apologizing for it. But one thing that I have figured out personally for myself, and there are people that have pitch-perfect voice. They, they can sing acoustically without any instruments. I mean just, like, straight up their voice. I have to have instruments. I have to have something where I can match the rhythm of the song. And then on top of that, I feel like singing with someone else helps me figure out how it's supposed to go. So it's a whole different thing of thinking, hey, this songwriter had nothing to go by. He had the words on the sheet of paper that he thought were really, really well done. And I'm sure – like. So There's songs where they write them down, and it's just like, boom, they're done with it. They put it on a simple track, and they sell it, and it does really good. But I'm going to say that majority of the time, they sit there, and they are like a writer, right? They sit there, and they're like, man, I really like this line, but it just doesn't fit the tempo. So am I going to change the tempo of the song, or am I going to change the line? And they got to battle with themselves, that battle of the paper. That brings up the question for me. As a writer, if if I wanted to be a musical writer, if I wanted to figure out how to do that, I would love to. I feel like that would be an amazing avenue. As much as I love country music, good writer in regards to the lyrical component of it. But when it comes to the music, I can't strum a guitar. I, I can't do anything instrumental. I might be able to blow into a tuba. That's about it. That's about the extent of my uh, musical uh, premise there, right? And I'm not saying all singers know what they're doing when it comes to, like, strumming instrumentals and stuff. Because there's some that just don't do anything anymore. And I perfectly understand that. And if I was an artist, that would be me 100% because I would be like, honestly, I don't have the hands for it. I am triple doing it in my hands. Now... There's some people that be like, Well technically triple jointed is not real. It's inc- it's called improved flexibility. Increased flexibility. Which is true. But if I don't say double or triple jointed, people just look at me like I'm like an alien. Like, what does improved flexibility even mean? Does that mean that you can do splits or something? And then I show them like I can bend my fingers all the way backwards and they're like Ah So yeah. I can't play any instruments. So being able to be a good songwriter is being able to blend your instruments with your lyrical components and your tone of your voice all together. And it's an art, and there's so many people that are forgotten in the country music genre that – I mean, they sing their songs, and they enjoy singing their songs, but they don't make it in regards to the market. And there's a few I – mean, there's a few songs that they do. Like, for instance, right, the number one guy I think of when I think of this is Chris Christopherson, right? One of the most best songwriters of all time, and you cannot tell me any different. He's at least in the top ten. He's wrote, he's written so many good songs. I mean, you just look at, like, Sunday Morning Coming Down – and his whole catalog, right? Amazing stuff. But then you get to him actually singing. He sings all his songs that he writes. He has one of the most dullest, and a not boring way, like dull, gloomy, dark, raspy voices. And it works for him. And it works for the music that he makes. And like Why Me, his version of Why Me, uh, that's the song for him. Sunday morning coming down. So much more depressing when you listen to his version compared to the Johnny Cash version, right? But that's one thing is, Christofferson was known for. Why me, right? And that's the only song you ever hear. Like if you are listening to like traditional country radio, like there's a tra- the traditional one is ninety eight point one here. You go through and you listen to all the popular boys. You get to hear Waylon, Merle. Da, da 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 No suggestion now or anything. You know how many times you hear Christopherson? Zero. Zip, nothing. And he is lost in the shuffle when it comes to country music. And that is not fair. That is not fair at all. Because you have great songwriters that are amazing singers. Willie Nelson comes to mind, right? One of the best, best songwriters and best singers of all time. He was able to do it both. He had that ability to command the audience in his voice but like somebody like christopherson may not have like that sale value whatever the element that he was miss at is where he was lost in the shuffle and that is not fair for him because like i said Christofferson one of the best songwriters of all time have hank williams senior one of the best Writers of all time, they say that it only took him 20 minutes to write any song. It was a simple song, and he would say that if it takes more than 20 minutes to write, then it's, you know, you're trying too hard. You're reaching. You're grasping. And then you got people like Roger Miller who has that, like, goofy – not really goofy. Roger Miller has, like, King of the Road. It's just, like, its own ordeal, right? And then you got people like – I honestly, I couldn't tell you this for a fact. But I would assume majority of the songs that Ray Stevens does is written by Ray Stevens, and honestly, the mind on that man boggles. Like, how he's able to come up with the lyrical aspects and the goofiness in these songs, I would have no clue. That's one thing for I'm sitting here as a writer. I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I can write short stories. I can escape writing, and I feel like that is a way that I can express myself. That is how songwriters do it, but they don't do it just in the regards of the words. They do it with the music and the tone and the tempo, and they essentially bleed on the paper, on the metaphorical paper that they write with. And that's just mind-numbing to me. I mean I – couldn't dream of being as good as these songwriters are because they just on their own level they know how to do it and I would love love to maybe down the road 50 years whenever I'm old want to just do one of the things that's on my bucket list I want to sit down and record an album some songs written by me some songs written by other artists like I want to go to Hawaii, I want to go see Alaska. I want to create a album. And I don't want it to be like a genre specific album. I literally will entitle it Songs About Me and then like just choose my catalog of songs I've written or songs that I want to cover that are about me and my life and what I want to do, right? So that is where I'm at with songwriting. And the elements of it is just amazing to me, and I feel like people like Christopherson, like Josh Morningstar, for instance, the kind of the modern age, uh, songwriting gurus, uh, Kendall Marvel. There's so many great writers out there. Cody writes a majority of his songs. Um, he writes with Josh Morningstar. He writes with Ward Davis. They all have that element where they're able to do both they're able to sing their songs are able to write their songs and that shows to me and that might be where that disconnect is in regards to or one of the disconnects in regards to modern country music pop country bro country crap country whatever you want to call it is the songs are distant from not just necessarily the elements of country music But the singers and the writers are that distinctly different now. Like you can tell when Stapleton writes something because it feels. It has a traditional feel while Kane Brown's writing whatever he's writing over there. And it does not have that same philosophy, same tone. It's more upbeat. It's got more music pizzazz, like magic almost. Like they're sprinkling pixie dust all over it be like, here you go. Here you go, here's auto tune here's uh here's uh pop beats, this this, that, and then you have traditional country music where they let the words speak more and they just sprinkle the elements that need to be on it the steel guitar, the violin, the fiddles, the harmonica, the bass guitar that sprinkling. I guess the best way that you could put it is you have two cakes, they're the same kind of cakes, right you got a cake on the left side. It's Let's say, for instance, we'll, we'll go with my favorite cake, man. The, the S tier for the Coltrane red velvet cake. Oh, my Lord, can I devour some red velvet cake? Anytime it's my birthday, I ask for red velvet cake. Anytime it's any kind of good event that is celebrating something of mine, red velvet cake. Red velvet cake is ah, so good, so amazing. Anyways you got two cakes, two red velvet cakes specifically. You have one on the left side and you have one on the right side. The left side, the cake mix is not very strong. It's lacking that true red velvet flavor. So what they do is they take more of the cream cheese icing and try to cover it up with the cream cheese icing. They're smearing it on the inside. They're smearing it on the outside. They're putting it. As the main ingredient. Of the cake. When. It's not frosting. It's not called a frosting. It's called a cake. Right. It'd be like taking a pie. And be like. Apple pie. is just an em- pie. Or it's just all apple. You know what I'm saying. It's. This cake, this red velvet cake, is being covered up with additional accessories, sprinkles, whatever, to cover up how the cake does not taste good. They're hoping the sweetness of this cake is able to take over and save this cake. Why you have the cake on the right side, right, the cake on the right side, it has absolutely amazing flavor. This cake is iconic. I mean, red velvet cake is one of the ones where I'm sitting there thinking, I know the flavor of the cake itself. They put the appropriate amount of frosting. All of the ingredients is put on fairly. They sprinkle the sprinkles on there. They don't cover it. They just sprinkle them. And I'm not saying you put sprinkles on red velvet. I've never had one like that. But I'm just saying, in general, if we're comparing the two cakes and these people put a ton of sprinkles, so they're just putting just enough. And that is how music is produced today versus how it should be produced. The left is how it's produced today, the right side how it should be produced or it's being produced the right way. The cake, of course, being I feel like the writing, that is the main part. Everything else in it has no feel, has no heart. And if the words are weak, they're having to cover the weak flavor of the cake with other elements. Hence, auto-tune. Hence, pop sound. Hence, popular name dropping. Hence, literally any lyrical or musical like element that they can use, they can throw on as an additional thing to just go how terrible the writing is, then the right side you have the amazing cake. The cake has the words. It has the pillars. And then it just has enough stuff to go with it that makes it the cake, the song. They put the appropriate amount of icing. It has the right music. It has the right instrumentals. The sprinkle, it has enough of just the... The recording studio going through and remastering everything. They're not going through and changing the voice that much. They're just elevating it maybe a little bit higher than the track, a little bit lower than the track. They're adjusting things the way that they believe it should go. I mean, guys, let's be honest here. Which cake are you eating? I'm going to the right side all day. You try to overcompensate something. You try to overdo something, it makes it worse. Stick with the tried and true. You'll never go wrong. And I feel like that's where one of the elements of country music that has been absolutely just violated, destroyed, is that songwriting. We do not have the songwriting that we used to. And the reason why someone like Chris Stapleton, who is in country Nashville, whatever, he's able to produce that, produce it the right way, and that's how he stands out. And the you know how I've always had this deep question of like how is Chris Stapleton able to be there and thrive around the people that are not the way he is, right? He's his outlier, and why aren't more people able to do that? It might be because Chris Stapleton has been a part of Nashville in regards to the writing community for so long that he was able to come out with his own stuff that they were willing to support him because of what he did for their music initially. And that's where the other people, the people like I love, the neo-traditional guys, haven't really been like that. And that has a counterpoint because like Ward Davis has wrote songs for Trace Atkins and other people. So – What What is the disconnect there? I don't understand, and I really want to know. And I hope you guys can understand my true passion to discover what in the world is actually going on when it comes to that. Like, I actually care. I don't sit here and just make this podcast because I like to do something with my free time. I don't do it because of I think I could get rich off this podcast. I don't care about money or anything. That's why I work a full-time job for. That is my true way that I get through life. This is something that I actually care about. This is something I think about. This is stuff that I wonder about and hope and it changes because I don't want my kids growing up and listening to not just what, I listen to now, when it comes to country radio, do you think how much worse it could be fifteen, twenty years down the road? What if it's not even a genre anymore? What if it's extinct because it's just run into the ground? That's where I'm at, so sorry for that rant I just i don't know i I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to just kind of explain that I Love this. I thrive and think about this a lot. And not just in the podcast form, but just in general. I had these thoughts in my head, and it's a way that I can essentially get them out talking about it and hoping that other people can relate, enjoy, and talk about it with their friends as well. And then just essentially go through and figure out what the crap's going on. So. I'm gonna end it right here, guys. I appreciate you listening to my ramble, my my rant, 30 minutes about how songwriting is important to country music, and we are doing it the wrong way. Um, honestly, guys, I, like I said, I went in this podcast with no expectations. I literally, I will take a picture right now if I could. I show you on my journal. I have like a little notebook paper where I wrote the uh, details for essentially the. The song. Take the shovel and shove it. The next one I put best songwriters of all time up top. Haven't wrote anything. I hope that would be an idea for the future. Go through and announce some of the best songwriters, not just artists, and talk about how they did their style and everything. And that'd be a cool series. But just I I did this and then I was like, you know what? Let's just talk about songwriting and boom, we were like thirty minutes into a conversation about songwriting. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate so much of the support, everybody downloading. Remember, if you are following me or you're subscribing to me on whatever, I'm available literally on anything. I usually share the Spotify link because that's where I listen to my music. But I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Google Podcasts. I'm on Stitcher. I'm on TuneUp Radio. I'm on iHeartRadio, Radio. I'm on Pandora. I'm on everything. Because I want to get that discoverability out there. I have a YouTube channel that has essentially the audio in like a YouTube video of the same name. It's on there as well. I have literally so many ways that you can listen to the podcast. So don't feel inclined if you think Spotify is the only place where you can listen to it because you can listen anywhere else. But wherever you listen to, do me the huge favor of A – Reviewing the podcast, if you do enjoy it, let me know what you humbly think about it. Let me know ideas. I prefer I not in to review the ideas or suggestions. That's what the email is for. And I look forward to the feedback that I get from everybody, and I appreciate everybody giving me feedback. But on top of that, I would love for you to leave a review either on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, 5 Star, 4 Star, whatever. Three-star, one-star if that's how you truly feel, and leave me a review, especially where you're able to leave it on Apple Podcasts. Leave me a written review and let me know how you feel about the podcast. Like, am I doing a good job? Am I doing a poor job? Let me know what you feel. And if you don't want to do it in the review form, I would prefer the review as – I. that's how I can show you know, what is going on in regards to like, hey, I'm doing a good job, I'm doing a bad job. But if you don't want to just straight up criticize me, please email me, of the steel guitar 37 at outlook.com and let me know different details, different suggestions. If you have an artist suggestion for me to analyze and talk about, or if you have anything in particular you want me to talk about, please let me know. I'm going to get off here. I've rambled enough. You take care. God bless you guys, and keep the country music alive, baby. Adios. Sayonara. Goodbye. Peace.